0: Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, it's Thursday. The goals get a split in Iowa, and can San Diego cool off the heat? Find out on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone. It is Thursday. It is a goals episode. This is locked. On Anaheim Ducks, your daily podcast covering the OC's team, except for today because we're covering the San Diego Goals. Don't forget, you'll get fresh daily content Monday through Friday. And don't forget to like us, comment, subscribe, and to hear other episodes, you can follow us at LO Ducks. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Just look up Locked on Ducks, and hopefully, you will find this very podcast. And let's talk about the San Diego Goals because we do this every Thursday. They played four games over the past seven days. That's a lot of games. Two of those were at Iowa. Then they had a home-and-home against the Stockton Heat. And we'll go through this quickly because there's a lot of games to talk about and a lot to talk about afterwards. We will start with the first game at Iowa. Going into last Friday, San Diego had had a seven-game point streak. Yeah, that didn't last after that. All good streaks must come to an end but then they could start a new one after that, right? Yeah, the goals just got off to a very slow start. Actually, both teams came out to a slow start, but San Diego in particular, they were not very aggressive at all. Iowa outshot them 13-5, and most of those Iowa shots were high-quality shots. Um, Really, it was a tale of two teams. One team coming in hot in Iowa. Well, actually, both teams were hot, but really, Anthony Stolarz saved the day in the first two periods, making some fantastic saves after two periods, it was 22-15 to 15 shots on goal for Iowa. There was no score going on, but it was really a tale of two goalies. Kapo Kokkinen looked stellar in goal for Iowa, but Anthony Stolarz was in another world making some acrobatic saves here and there. The only thing of note, Stolarz making two consecutive saves in a row that were very acrobatic, but aside from that... There was not a whole lot going on, except for the third period, because in the third period, it was the Jerry Mayhew show. Now, Jerry Mayhew went into that game with 36 goals. That was leading the league in the AHL. He's still leading the league in goals. In fact, he extended that because with about 18 minutes left in the third period, Jerry Mayhew finally struck first for Iowa, getting his 37th goal of the season on a nice feed from Matt Bartkowski to make it 1-0 Iowa. But he wasn't done yet. Iowa just kept pressing on. San Diego, at this point in the game, were playing some of the most aggressive hockey we've seen probably all season long. But Kapo Kakanen, man, that guy was out of this world. And the thing about that third period... They were very good shots for San Diego. In fact, yeah, they were in the perimeter a bit, but they had a plethora of shots from the left side. They had maybe four or five shots that were very up close, where Kakkonen just had to, you know, completely, you know, be acrobatic, make these amazing stops. You know, he had a great stop on Comtois in the third period. He had a couple of. Extremely good stops on Sam Carrick in that third period. One in particular where Carrick was driving in close and just missed the open spot. Just got enough of Kokanen for the goal to not go in. But those were the two guys that I thought looked really good. Justin Kluse. Justin Kluse had a tremendous chance from the left from the goalie's left side that didn't go in. So Kokanen probably had one of his best games of the season. But nothing went through so we go with about 52 seconds left in the third period Stolarz has been pulled from net and that didn't do much Jerry Mayhew would find the open net and what happened there was JT Brown stole the puck passed it off to Nico Sturm he passed it off to a fairly open Jerry Mayhew who put it right in the net to make it 2 nothing Iowa that was Jerry's second goal of the season his 38th yeah they weren't done yet Stolars was pulled once again once the goals got control of the puck. And after an errant pass, it was Keaton Thompson who picked up the loose change, passed it to Sam Anas, who then passed it to a streaking Jerry Mayhew, who put the puck away for his hat-trick goal. Yeah, Jerry Mayhew got two empty netters to give him the hat-trick and give him his 39th goal of the season and the 42nd assist for Sam Anas And that would be your final score. 3-0 Iowa, a natural hat-trick for Jerry Mayhew, who has been really in another world this season. He currently has 39 goals, 21 assists for 60 points. He has a legitimate shot to get to 50 goals in the season. And Iowa does play more games than San Diego. In fact, most of the rest of the league plays more games than the Pacific Division. That's just how it is right now. Uh, Stolarz had a good game for the most part. San Diego did outshoot Iowa 35-33. The goals put 20, count it, 20 shots on goal in that third period. They were very aggressive. Nothing just seemed to go through. Kockinen was on top of his game. So the goals streak came to an end, but they can pick right back up and start a new streak. And that they did. The following day, San Diego was all over Iowa. Slow start once again. Luke Johnson got things going for Iowa with his 11th of the season. But Daniel Sprong on the power play put it away to make it 1-1 San Diego. Second period, former Duck, current San Diego goal. Isaac Lundestrom put the goals ahead 2-1 in the second. And after that, it was all San Diego. Blake Pietola got a power play goal. Simone Benoit got his fourth of the season. Maxine Comtois got an empty netter with over a minute left to give the goals a convincing, very convincing 5-2 victory. They came out strong. They came out firing. Look, they were pissed that they let that game slip from them the previous day. And San Diego just came out with a chip on their shoulder. Yes, they had gotten points in seven of their previous eight games. And they know they're in a playoff hunt right now. Between San Diego and Ontario, it is so close fighting for that last playoff spot. And San Diego is doing everything they can. In fact, we'll take a look at the standings after the second intermission. But they had one of their better games, one of their best road games of the season. Simone Benoit had two points, a goal and an assist. Chris Weidman had three assists on that night. He did a stellar job. You look at Isaac Lundestrom, who had a fantastic goal. And you have to not overlook the work of Blake Pietula, Alex Broadhurst. These are all guys that are doing very well. Daniel Sprong got a goal. Daniel Sprong is a guy that could be on the Ducks next season. These are A lot of these guys could be on the Ducks roster either next year or the following year, depending on what Anaheim does during the trade deadline or any moves they make in the offseason. Uh, Kevin Boyle was out of this world on that game as well. He got 29 saves on 31 shots, but he made some good saves as well. And I can't say enough about San Diego's goaltending. They have been great all season long. So that is something to take note of. Folks, if you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the fantastic advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Ducks, or in this case, Locked On Goals, is a great way for your local business to reach passionate goals fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with other San Diego Goals fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses, especially in San Diego. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcasts.com forward slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve locked on advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcasts.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. And coming up after the first intermission, can the gulls cool down the heat? Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, or in this case, Locked On Goals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We continue our look into the San Diego Goals, and they had four games over the past week. We talked about the two games at Iowa, and now let's talk about their home-and-home home against the Stockton Heat. San Diego comes off a big win against Iowa. They would travel to Stockton to play a home-and-home, and, home. and this game took place on President's Day, A 1 p.m. start. I understand you have these early starts for hockey games because it's a holiday. I get that. It's a little inconvenient for some. However, this was still a pretty decent game for both teams. Stockton is in second place in the division. They're looking to overtake the Tucson Roadrunners for that number one spot in the Pacific Division. San Diego, meanwhile, is fighting for their playoff life. We begin with the first period something the goals have not done often this season is allow shorties and that's exactly what happened as Corey Schuneman scored a short-handed goal off of a Mac off of a, I'm sorry a Luke Phillip interference call uh, Stockton would get the shorty they'd go up one nothing in the first period that's one that the goals absolutely want back Anthony Stolars had pretty decent position for that one that's one that the team definitely wants back uh, assists on that one went to Brian freeze and Renat Valiev. Going into the second period, still nothing there. The goals had a couple of very good power play opportunities in that one, but just could not get the puck past the goaltender, which was Artyom Zagdulian, Someone whose name I can't really pronounce all that well. Zagdulian, I think is how you pronounce it. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. So during that period, San Diego did have maybe a couple decent chances on the second power play where they had a really quality shot from Josh Maher that just didn't go through. First power play, hardly any movement. Very disorganized. And then that second power play, they at least got some good chances, some good cross-ice movement, but still nothing getting past the goaltender. So it would remain 1-0 going into the third period. Stockton would score just 30 seconds in, where John McCarran gets his first of the season for Stockton. To make it 2-0 heat. So San Diego would have to come back once again. And come back they did. Alex Broadhurst got his 7th of the season to cut the lead in half. And then with about 7.5 minutes left. Max Comtois gets his 3rd goal of the season for the goals. To tie things up at 2 goals apiece. We'd go into overtime. And in that overtime period. That was some serious back and forth action. Mostly dominated by Stockton, Stockton tends to do pretty well in overtime periods. They outshot San Diego 4-1 in that overtime. It was finally Rob Hamilton with about 43 seconds left. He netted the game-winning goal in overtime to bring Stockton to a 3-2 victory in overtime. They nearly blew that game. Although, San Diego does gain a standings point in that one, which is very important. So, Stockton did get the win. They inched closer to first place, but because San Diego got the one point, that put them just percentage points above the Ontario Reign. That could be very, very important down the line as we head into the latter part of the season. Then we go into last night's game. The goals finally return home to Pachanga Arena to take on the same Stockton Heat. In that game, it was the Kiefer Sherwood show once again. If you recall from a couple weeks ago, Kiefer Sherwood had a very unusual hat trick. And Sherwood's up to his old tricks once again. He got things started in the first period with his 15th of the season. But Mason Morelli would tie the game up. Kiefer Sherwood put the goals up for good in the second period with his 16th of the season. Then Maxime Comtois got his fourth. But I got to talk about Kiefer Sherwood for a second here. For a hot minute. Kiefer Sherwood is a guy that should get an opportunity With the Anaheim Ducks. I know Sherwood had some games with Anaheim in the recent past. And he's proven to be a very valuable asset for this Anaheim organization. Spending some time with the Ducks last season. Having time with them this season. He is a very dynamic scorer. And he does know how to put the puck away in those top corners. We've seen him do that this season in the AHL. He's improved his shooting percentage quite a bit. He's gone from a 9.5 and an 8% shooting percentage... To 17.6%. But really, it is about picking those top corners and knowing when to shoot. He's become more of an opportunistic type of shot taker where he really tries to find, you know, the open shots. He's just not going to put the puck towards the net just for whatever reason. Which I know some players are told, you know, just put the puck towards the net, see what happens. Sherwood is the player where he's gonna wait. He's going to show the type of patience that most great goal scorers these days have. You know, you wait and you wait, and then you find either the perfect shot or the perfect pass. A couple of his goals this season have been on very patient toe drags. That's something that the goals have been better at this season, is having more patience with the puck. And Kiefer Sherwood is paramount among that group of players that does that. Uh, He's got 16 goals this season. He only had 2-6 and the previous two seasons. Sherwood is having a breakout year with the goals. And I do think depending on the trade deadline, there could be some room for him in the NHL roster, maybe as soon as next season. I don't know if he's a top six scorer, but Sherwood could be very dangerous on a third or fourth line. Sherwood could be very good on a fourth line with the likes of Derek Grant later this season. You know, Sherwood is one of those players... Okay. Looking at the types of goals he's had this season, yes, he's got three shorties so far this year. He's only got one power play goal, but the majority of his goals are off of very good passes from centers that like to feed the puck, that are playmakers. If down the line, Sherwood does join the Anaheim Ducks, his playing style could go very well with a Derek Grant, maybe even with a Trevor Zegras, just because of the type of style that both those men play. If you have someone that can be a very good playmaker like a Zgris and someone that is developing into that finisher, I don't know if Kiefer Sherwood is an elite finisher, not like a top three, top four finisher, but Sherwood is that guy that can be a great asset as a third or fourth line finisher. Something that the Ducks desperately need right now, as odd as it it is to say, Derek Grant is becoming that finisher for the Ducks. He's already got 13-14 goals this season. And then Kiefer Sherwood, he could be there as well. So just something to keep an eye on as the trade deadline approaches this coming Monday. But back to the game. I mean, San Diego did win it 3-2. to So despite losing that one game to Iowa, they're back on a three-game point streak. They've won two of their last three. They've gone 2-0-1 in that stretch. So they've got five points in their last three games. And really, over the past four games, they've got five points, which is pretty decent. So what does this do for their playoff standing? Find out after the second intermission. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Now here's where the real meat and potatoes comes in. The look ahead to where the goals stand as of right now The San Diego Gulls have 55 standings points. Ontario has 57. However, San Diego has two games in hand, which means they are technically in that fourth spot. They are percentage points ahead of the Ontario reign. San Diego is at a 573%. Ontario is at a 570%. Here are the games coming up for both teams. Both teams have three games this coming week. On Friday... Ontario plays against Colorado, then they play against San Jose, then they play at the Shark Tank the following Wednesday. San Diego, they are at Bakersfield on Friday, then they play at home against San Jose, then they're on the road at Tucson to take on the currently division-leading roadrunners. Well, technically, because once again, percentage points, Stockton is ahead, but barely. Right now, it is Tucson 1, Stockton 2, Colorado 3, Ontario 4, San Diego 5, but it is very close. San Diego is only behind by 8, count them, 8 points against Tucson. Things could change soon. You never know because of how close it is. Uh, Bakersfield and San Jose, they're further, further down, much further down. Neither team has a very legitimate shot to make the playoffs. With only 20 games left, San Diego has to win most of these games to have a good shot at the playoffs. And some other interesting things to note. The LA Kings have been very active before the trade deadline. They've dealt away Jack Campbell. They've dealt away Kyle Clifford. They've dealt away Tyler Toffoli. And now they've dealt away Alec Martinez, which means Ontario is starting to become very thin Martin Firk has been called up to the LA Kings. Now Gabriel Volardi has also been called up to the LA Kings. Those are Ontario's two top scorers. So Ontario is going to be searching for that goal scorer on their next few days. And who knows when those guys could, if they come back. The best chance for Ontario would be when the NHL season ends and most of those players would come back to Ontario. And speaking of players coming back to their old teams, you know, Anaheim has had the same thing happen where they've had to bring guys up to the Ducks that were playing in San Diego, which brings up another interesting point. Uh, The playoffs, when they make the playoffs, assuming the goals make the playoffs, um, you know, the kids from Anaheim, they would go down to join San Diego. But this happens on Monday. On Monday, after the trade deadline, the goals would have to put the players remaining on their roster on the playoff list. So they'd be eligible to play in the Calder cup playoffs. That's a very important thing to note is for the players to be eligible. They have to play a certain amount of games and we don't know who's going to be on that roster. And I know many of those goals players would be eligible to play. Um, I forget the exact number. I don't have that on me right now, but players have to play a certain number of games to make the playoff roster. And in order to really make it, they have to have a significant amount of time, but also the coaching staff has to feel comfortable with playing those players, you know, given who they have and, you know, being comfortable playing on certain lines. You know, they have to be comfortable playing around Sam Carrick. They have to be comfortable playing around guys like Kiefer Sherwood. So, those are all things to consider when constructing your list for the possible playoff roster. I know Sam Carrick has done very well. Chris Mueller, he's now back with San Diego. Where does he fit in? Uh, Kiefer Sherwood, where does he fit into that? Max Comtois, where does he fit? Then you have other players that are that have been up with Anaheim this season. Uh, you look at players like Jacob Larson. He's only played five games in San Diego this season, so he most likely would not be eligible to play for the playoffs as far as a member of the goals. Max Jones has only played in eight games. He may not be eligible either. But then you look at players like Hunter Drew, Corey Trop, Troy Terry. He's also played only seven games for San Diego this season. But then you get into players that have played more games. Someone that is up with Anaheim right now, Brendan Gooley. He's played in 24 games with San Diego this season he would be eligible to come back to San Diego for that playoff push. Now, something else to keep in mind. The NHL season ends on April 4th. The AHL season goes on after that. In fact, after the Ducks season ends, there would be two more games for San Diego to play. They would have games on April 10th and April 11th before the playoffs begin. So it is very likely that some of those players Will come back to San Diego for those two final games for a final playoff push. The last three games are all at home. Oh, sorry, they're all on the road. Sorry, they have April fourth at Ontario, April tenth and eleventh at Colorado. We may expect to see some of those guys come back. Ghoulie should be coming back to San Diego at that point. Troy Terry could be coming back at that point. Many players could be coming back to San Diego to try to make a playoff push. And it depends on who is on that list to see who is going to be eligible to be playing in the postseason. So that is something to keep a very close eye on as we enter the following week. And we can expect that list to be put online possibly late Monday into early Tuesday to see who San Diego selects to be on their playoff roster. So now we are officially on that playoff push for at least one of the teams. The San Diego goals are in a playoff push. So fans, fans in Anaheim, come on down to San Diego. Come check out games at Pechanga Arena. It's a very fun time. You're seeing the future Ducks playing right now. So check those games out at Pechanga Arena. With that, it's a great place to wrap things up. You can hear this podcast or any of the previous episodes on the Locked On Podcast Network via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Also, make sure to follow us at LO underscore Ducks or follow me personally at StimpyJD. Looking ahead, the Goals have three games once again. They are at Bakersfield, home against San Jose, then at Tucson. And to round out the month, they have games at Stockton and at San Jose to finish the month on the 28th and the 29th. So be sure to check out those games on AHL.tv. If you want to talk hockey with me, you can hit me up on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. I had a mailbag episode yesterday, and today has been episode number 98. Tomorrow will be episode 99. We'll look back on the previous few months of this podcast, and then we have episode number 100 coming up on Monday. I'm just going to leave it at that and say for Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Enjoy the hockey in San Diego and stay classy, San Diego.